Good morning. Are we seeing the beginning of the end? Unfortunately, I don't mean the end of COVID. But the beginning of the end of the world. Uh, many people think so. There are more articles and memes and predictions that maybe we are near the end of the world. Obviously, a world-changing event like the global pandemic has contributed to that. There are other events over the last few months, right? Like the war in Ukraine. And the threat of nuclear war, maybe World War III. Then there are the natural disasters so far in 2022. Earthquakes in Afghanistan, in Japan. Storms and floods in Brazil, Iran, Madagascar, and of course, our own backyard in Australia. Volcanic eruptions in, in Tonga and Ecuador. I mean, the world has never seemed so fragile in our living memory. Is it all going to end soon? Well, scientists behind what's called the doomsday clock seem to think so. According to them, we are closer to the dreaded midnight than ever before. Just 100 seconds. Are we really seeing the end, uh, beginning of the end? Now, whether you agree with that or not, today I'd actually like to take a moment to consider the end of the world. And the reason we should consider the end of the world is because the Bible speaks about it. Both the Old and New Testament prophesied about it. Jesus spoke about it. And the overwhelming message to everyone, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, is be ready for it. You don't want to be caught unprepared and unaware when the end comes. Are you ready? Now, the reason we're thinking about the end of the world today, though, is because the Bible's message isn't just that the end of the world is some future thing. In fact, the events of Easter and especially the crucifixion of Jesus are actually the beginning of the end. In a very important sense, the end of the world began when Jesus was crucified. And so being ready for the end of the world involves us not only looking forward to some future date to be ready for. But we also look back to the cross to make sure we've responded rightly to that. 
The cross is really the beginning of the end. So let's explore that in the next few minutes together. Now, in all the accounts of Jesus' crucifixion, there are events surrounding his death that specifically fulfill end time prophecies. Let me show you some of these, and you can see how there are obvious connections to the crucifixion of Jesus. So from Amos 8, in that day declares the sovereign Lord, I will make the sun go down at noon and darken the earth in broad daylight. Uh, I will turn your religious festivals into mourning and all your singing into weeping. I will make that time like mourning for an only son and at the end of it like a bitter day. Isaiah 13. Therefore, I will make the heavens tremble and the earth will shake from its place at the wrath of the Lord Almighty in the day of his burning anger. Micah, Malachi chapter 4, verse 5. See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. Now remember the passage we just read from Matthew 27. The darkness in the middle of the day, verse 45. Verse 47, people thinking that Jesus is calling Elijah the prophet. Verse 51, the tearing of the curtain temple, which is a symbolic destruction of the very religious life of the Jews. And of course, the earthquake also in verse 51. All of these were unmistakable signs, you see, of the end of the world. Now keep in mind that when the Old Testament spoke of the end, it was called the Day of the Lord. It wasn't just the day when all things would end. It was judgment day. It was the day of God's wrath and anger against the world and its people for turning our backs on Him and destroying all that was supposed to be good and wonderful in His creation. And so the cross shows us why we human beings deserve this terrifying end. You see, with the events surrounding the crucifixion of Jesus, we do really see humanity at its worst, don't we? The most wonderful and beautiful human being who ever lived. 
who changed the lives of all those around him, who loved God and loved people perfectly, who never did any harm, never committed any sins, who is the very embodiment of the kind of human being we were supposed to be. Who is the exact kind of king and leader the world needs? Look what happened to him. Hated, plotted against, betrayed. Falsely accused, falsely convicted. Beaten. Tortured, humiliated, abandoned by his friends, insulted by the crowds, executed like the worst of criminals between two actual criminals. Broken, crucified, murdered. In the death of Jesus, we see human beings at our very worst. And if you believe all that Jesus claimed about himself as well as the gospel writers, then the murder of Jesus was actually the murder of God. See, when the Creator, the Lord of Glory, came to His world, what did we do to Him? We killed Him. And so at the moment of Jesus' crucifixion, with all of those signs of the end, and when you know it was our rebellion and our rejection of God that put him there, what do we expect? See, we would expect that along with the darkness and the earthquake and the Old Testament prophecies of judgment and wrath, We'd expect that God would unleash His full fury and anger at us. We who put Jesus there. That's the end that we deserve, right? And yet, that's not what happens. In a dramatic twist of expectations, all the wrath and anger and judgment of God, for all of the sin and rebellion and injustice that we human beings have committed, all of it fell on Jesus, not us. You see, Jesus' last recorded words in Matthew. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Those are the words of someone under the judgment of God. 
Because you see, the pain of hell isn't the pain of fire. It's the pain of exile. It's the pain of being out of God's presence. Rejected by God. Away from God. Utterly abandoned. Which is fitting if you think about it. I mean, if I spend my life living as though God doesn't matter, if I reject God and His love, then at the end of my life, what do I deserve? I deserve for God to give me what I ask for, right? An eternity without Him. That's hell, and that's why hell is just. But you see what happened here at the cross, though. Jesus was experiencing abandonment and hell. But he never sinned. He never rejected God. He didn't deserve it. Which means he was experiencing it in our place. Instead of you. Instead of me. Instead of the very people who put him there. I saw this quote in a, in a meme last week. Why do bad things happen to good people? That only happened once, and he volunteered. See, the cross is the end that we deserve. Oh, sorry, the cross is the end that we need. Because the cross is the end of sin and death. When Jesus died for sin, for our sin, he put an end to it all. And we needed that. And that's also why when he died, the curtain of the temple was torn in two. The curtain in the Jewish temple, which symbolized the sin that kept us from accessing God. Well, now we can come right into God's presence because sin has been dealt with. Which is also why the very temple itself would be destroyed soon within a generation. Now that a new way has opened through Jesus to come to God, it was time for religion itself to end. There's no more need for temples and priests and sacrifices and religion. The cross was the end of all of that as well. You see what the cross was? The cross made the end of the world something good rather than something terrifying. Because Jesus already faced the terrifying on our behalf. Then the end is now something good for those who belong to Him. 
，对于那些属于他的人，这个结束其实变成了美好的事情。And without an end, there can be no new beginning. 没有结束就没有新的开始。And that's why Matthew records in his account of Jesus' death those others who were raised to life and appeared after Jesus' resurrection. 所以马太他在记载耶稣的死的这些事件的时候，他也告诉我们，有一些人他们从死里复活，然后呢，在耶稣复活以后，他们就向人显现。Even as the end comes for Jesus, a new beginning dawns for God's people. 当结局向耶稣走来的时候，新的开始也向神的子民来到了。Without Jesus bringing an end to sin and death, 如果耶稣不来终结罪和死亡 ，there can be no new life. No resurrection. No Easter Sunday. 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 No Easter And how we respond to that will determine how we face the uncertainties of today. We 怎么样来对这个十字架做出回应，决定了我们怎么样面对今天的不确定性。As well as face the terrible day of the Lord to come when Jesus returns to judge. 而且我们当耶稣回来的时候，神这个可怕的那一个主的日子，我们要怎么样面对 ？For those who trust in Jesus and follow Him. 对那些相信耶稣并且跟随他的人。For those who let His death be our end. 对于那些让他的死成为我们的终结的人。The end of our sin and punishment. The end of trying to work our way to God through religion. The end of trying to run life our own way. For us, the end is a new beginning. It gives confidence in times of fear and uncertainty. 当我们在这个呃惧怕和不确定的时候，这让我们能够有信心。For if Jesus already faced the end in our place， 因为耶稣已经代替我们面对了这个结局。And gives a new beginning for those who belong to Him， 对于我们这些属于他的人，他给了我们新的一个开始。Then nothing， not COVID， not war， not natural disasters。那么没有任何的事情。Not even Judgment Day can take away our confidence that the best is really yet to come. 甚至是审判的日子也不能拿走我们对于未来美好的未来的这个信心。Amen. Amen.